When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday already know. a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. No one has ever become poor by giving. And Frank, I love the holidays. It's a time of giving and reflecting. However, I think we need to do it all the time. Giving can be like a year-round thing, you know, where you can just spontaneously or plan to call people, ask them if they um, need anything or if you can do something to help them. Maybe if they're a senior citizen, help them around the house, go shopping. Maybe it's babysitting one of your friend's child's children so that they can go and maybe have a mommy spa day. We also need to check in on each other during the holidays because a lot of times people can be depressed, alone, and they might need just some encouragement or a sense of belonging and love. Today, I will give of myself. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. 
podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and sociopolitical factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. Man, when I tell you I am excited today to have this guest on our show, I feel so blessed to be reunited and really reunited. (laughs) You know our superwoman, Elsa Lathan. She put us back together. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to stand up and I want you to put your hands together. Yes, for Josie Harris-Thatcher. Put your hands together. Yeah! Oh, Tracy. (laughs) Let me just say, you guys, I come from the music video world, okay? In 87. So back then, dancers were celebrities, huge celebrities. And you are talking to one of the original, original dancers of that time during the music video days. Oh, my God. I can just imagine the list that I am going to let her tell you who she has danced for and also choreographed, I believe. You have had an amazing career. We're going to start at the beginning because I met you as a dancer. Phenomenal. 
And and I just remember during that time, your name flew off people's tongues, Fatima. There were just certain dancers that were like, you guys, oh my God, you, you, we, we just had so much respect for these women and their craft. And this was a whole new venue, music yeah. videos. So going back to your dancing career, <laughs> how did it all start for you? Oh my God, how it, how, how it all started was me just... Uh, Dancing in clubs, I uh, music has always been my way of escape. And so I was a little girl from Harlem and had no business being in these clubs. They were oh. underground clubs that <laughs> sold all kind of liquor and drugs and all kind of illegal stuff going on on the dark wow. side of, of town um, mm-hmm. at really crazy hours in New York City yeah. um, back in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> and I, it, it, it all started there. I, I luckily never got caught up in, in, in yeah. sort of the, the drugs and, and, and all of that side of the business. I would go to the clubs and I would strictly go to escape to dance and get carried away by the music. And, uh, mm. and that's really how it started for me. I was not a trained dancer at all. Never trained as a dancer. We were considered street dancers, even though I never really danced on the street. Um, right. You know, wow. um, yeah, absolutely. I danced, you know, there would be block parties in Harlem and New York and we'd right. obviously dance and they were always like in the back of some like high school or, you know, they block off the streets and, and yeah, we dance out there. But really my dancing, I started dancing from, you know, being in the clubs and literally somebody seeing me dance and yeah. coming up to me and approaching me and asking me if I wanted to be in a, in a music video. That's it. Mm. That's how my my career started for me. And I literally at that point, um, a lot of people don't know about this for me. I actually worked in Wall Street. I was an administrative assistant. Wow. <laughs> yep. I worked in the um, co-op program through my high school. And so I worked one week and I mm. went to school one week. And so when I graduated high school, I the job that I worked at, which was um, Shearson Lehman Brothers, mm. a financial company at the time. Right. Um, I worked for them. And so when I graduated high school, they kept me on. And so I worked yeah. in the mergers and acquisitions department. Okay. I worked. So when I was dancing in the club and they saw me, I was working a nine to five, making really, really good money. I was really young and already mm-hmm. really successful. And then, you know, my, my dance career just took off. That one video led to, you know, the rest is history. I mean, groundbreaking in living color, groundbreaking. Yes. Yes. <sighs> And living you know, with, how was that experience? Because that's when television, we saw a lot of people on television that look like us. But in terms of the Fly Girls, classic, history making. Classic. Absolutely. Mm. Well, that was, it really changed how we saw each other, I think. You know, we, we, were, we were seeing each other weekly. I mean, Keenan. Mm-hmm. Um, Keenan was way before his time, the whole family, they were phenomenal. They were Mm -hmm. funny. They knew how to take our, he knew how to take our own stories. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time we saw, uh, we, we sort of took our power back in that we were able to make fun of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Keenan mm-hmm. was so brilliant in doing that. And mm-hmm. he made everything okay. And he made everything fun. And he made us see how awesome and, and phenomenal we were. I mean, he put so many comedians on. I'm still successful today, you know, responsible for so many, so many careers, you know? So, yeah. but that I was, agree with you. That was an incredible time oh. in, 
It was an incredible time. You know, Robert Townsend, there were just so many filmmakers at that time that, you know, you said something about the power. It was empowering for us because we didn't just sit in the talent seat. We were executive producing, writing and and doing things like that. And that was one of the things that I have to honestly say that really drew me to you is that during that time, I was trying to transition into out, out of music videos into live action TV or film because I was like talent, right? Talent. Most of the conversations that I had with the young ladies on the sets of music videos didn't really, they were trying to figure out, right? How to break in TV. But I was saying, well, your, your photo represents you and you can't show cleavage all the time and be half naked because this is what you're telling us who you are, right? right? But you, I remember having conversations with you on the set, like, she's, no, she's not just a dancer. This woman is going to own a production company. Do you remember that? Like, that's how you were thinking. Well, I, I don't remember that, but. Well, not that part. But. But yeah. No, but, but honestly, I, I've had like nine lives. I feel so blessed. Yeah. Honestly, I always say if God were to take me away today, I really can say truly that I've had such an incredible journey Mm. in in my lifetime. And I've been in so many different lanes respectfully, you know, Mm. in that that I owned it. I did my research, I did my studying. I've been good about owning and and taking up my space because I feel like I I do my homework. I do my research. Right. And so I that You've got to do that in order to take up space. And be confident in your walk. And be be welcomed and respected even. Yeah. So I have always been very driven. You know, I have been. That's what I can say to that. I don't necessarily remember our conversation, but I have always been very driven. Like once I set my mind to something, I'm like, you know, single-mindedness of focus, yep. as I tell my actors. Like I, I put my blinders on and I and I just go for it. And I tell everybody, I do everything scared. <laughs> I do it. I, I, I'm scared most of the time. I'm an I'm a true artist and that I'm very super sensitive. Um, I I do care what people say, but I don't care. Even through the fear, I push through. I do it. And I find that God always meets me on the other side. You know, so I do it scared anyway. So, yeah, I probably was talking a whole lot of talk back then, too. Right. I was young and thought I knew it all. We all were. Right. (laughs) I just you were different. Always. Even when I was in in Living Mm -hmm. Color, Tracy, literally, I remember and it's words that I've lived by that, that that I hear in my mind all the time. Whenever, you know, I those those voices come in and want to make me like doubt, whatever. Right. Keenan would, he, I remember one day he came to me when we were on the set and I was either always on the set watching the comedians Mm -hmm. do their thing because I was fascinated or, or I was in the production office just sitting around and Keenan came up to me one day and he literally was said, he sat down and he said, you are going to do great things, Josie. You're going to do great things because you're always just soaking things up and listening and learning. You're going to do great things. And I'll never forget that. He literally spoke very few words that moment and he walked away. And I just, you know, I just, I just sat with that for a minute. Um, And so I've always been that way. Like once I set my mind to something that's like really Mm -hmm. interesting and rich and good, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. And then I just obsess. So 
Well, I'm I'm glad that in one particular in all of the aspects of your life that you're obsessed and driven. I look because the drive, like, yeah, the drive is what pushes you into mm-hmm. the action. The transition to being the premier acting coach, oh man, like just a plethora continue in present day to have people working for network or, you know, um, streaming Netflix, Hulu. When did this transition, what was the thought that, that occurred to you that, you know what I should teach or, you know, how did that process happen? You know what? I I can tell you exactly when it happened. So I had studied with all of the top coaches Mm -hmm. in LA, all of them, who really believed in my gift, every single one of them who took me under their you know, wing and worked with me. And I'll never forget that. And that's why I'm always there for my actors because everybody needs that, you know, yeah. really needs that. But it wasn't until I started working with Rick Edelstein, who's literally one of my best friends to date. He is mm. about 93 years old now. Wow. Um, he is, um, yes. he is, he is Jewish, even though I believe he was a uh, uh, black in another lifetime. <laughs> and when I started studying with Rick, it was really, really life changing. So Rick was different in that he was he was a director teaching actors. Beautiful. As opposed to it's Beautiful. normally actors. Yep. Teaching actors. Most mm-hmm. acting coaches are actors themselves mm-hmm. or, were right. or wanted to be actors at some point. Mm-hmm. Right. But when right. I started working with Rick, he was a director. He had worked at the actor studio with mm-hmm. was a writer and a director as, as, as a youngster, he had been a student of the actor studios. Can you imagine? So he wow. had plans to work with the Robert De Niro's and the Albert. Yeah. He was in their writer and director program back in the day. Mm. And so when I stepped into his class and at the time he really had a lot of, I found him very interesting because he had a lot of black Hollywood studying with him. So he had like Vanessa Williams and Oh, Dondre and Sally Richardson. Wow. Oh God. So many, there were so many actors at the time studying with him. And then I remember he changed location. And so he kind of lost some of the actors, but I was loving him. Like you know, I was, he was finally talking my language. When I would used to study, people would always say, oh, you, you think like a director, you talk like mm-hmm. a director, you're coming from like a director's approach. And little bit I know I was, I was a closet director. Wow. And this is what I'm going into now, really fully owning. I'm, I'm even considering going to school. Yeah, I'm going to film school. Um, but um, I've directed plenty of stuff. I mean, plenty of- And I was going to say, you have stuff. enough relationships out there that people would bring you in to shadow them. Yes, well, this is- with, this is where I'm going in 22. I'm 100% walking in those shoes and, and mm-hmm. walking confidently into this new lane. I have mm-hmm. done a lot of directing, though. I've done a lot of uh, um, theater. I, I belong to oh, a 4,000 member church and I'm assistant to the co- to the cultural ministry. And we do all kind of full on productions. So wow. I've, I've produced and directed um, quite a few things that I'm really super proud of, but I'm really, really ready to go into producing and directing my first films. I'm going to start off with, and I'm um, actually producing a couple of short films already, but really mm-hmm. going into directing. So yes, I'm going to be mm. shadowing a lot of my director friends and that's the direction I'm going to in 2022. Oh my God. Um, Congratulations on yeah. that direction. Cause it only makes sense, you know? Yeah. I well, mean, it makes sense in that 
that we should always be growing. Right. right. Everybody wants to keep right. us in this box. Like, yes. Like when I went from dancing to actor, I literally remember the day that I went into an audition. I was called in for a producer callback and I was there with another well-known actress, African-American. Mm-hmm. We ended up going opposite each other a lot in roles. But oh, wow. I remember the first time I went into an audition with her brought us in at the same time. And she literally threw me off my game with the, oh, so you're an actress now. Yeah. So it's hard. People want to keep you in a box. They do. They They always want to. But that's for their comfort, not yours. Because I believe, I always believe that when people discourage actors, and I know you have this conversation with your people as well. For me, it's you are a reflection of them not pursuing their dreams. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then it becomes the situation. It's easier to put you down. And if you buy into that, then you've empowered them. Absolutely. I talked to my, I have a 15 year old son and he's going through that, finding his, you know, finding, getting his power because he was bullied and all this other stuff. And I'm like, they're just, they're, they're, they're just trying you. They're trying you to see if they can tap into your weakness to see. And if you'll buy into it, then, then they got you. Right. Because misery loves company. Right? Exactly. But for me, it's all it's we should be growing, Tracy. Yes. We should yeah. always be growing. And that yeah. is a natural next step to get into producing, to get into directing. That is right. a natural step in your growth. So I'm I'm always encouraging my actors. That's the name of my company, Be Fly Create. Because yes. I believe we have to be fly and create our own destiny, our own narrative, our own way, our own lane. And we should be growing. We should. The thing that I love about what you're doing is you're getting them at such a young age and you're grooming and nurturing. I got all ages, Tracy. But I I think it's so important, right? Like um, I'm from San Francisco, born and raised. I grew up in the late 60s. There's nobody in my family that knew anything about the entertainment business, let alone how to crack into this business, right? So I had to, and we didn't have Instagram and all that. So we had to navigate through all kinds of things. I had to move to New York because, you know, I just didn't have the access. But I believe that as a child, when you nurture them and you give them that idea that anything and everything is possible, look at the generations of of children that you've touched. And and I'm sure they send you cards, they email you and tell you how you've affected their lives. So I think that that's brilliant to be able to get them at that age. couldn't agree with you more. And it's really the heart of my work and and what I love to do. So Mm. what happened and how I started teaching children was literally because of my son. I noticed that my son lacked with his sense of self and sense of confidence. And I I was working with actors at the time. Mm -hmm. And I, one day I recognized, wait a minute, these are really, really good exercises that I can, you know, use on my son to help Build his confidence. And he is really responsible for me creating Kids Way Acting Academy. So Way stands for who are you? Mm, I love that. And as a mom, I'm going to tell you right now, as a mom, the biggest gift we can give our kids is the gift of confidence. Yes. Right. So let's say that's not an issue for you. Your kid is absolutely confident, you know. So if your kid is confident and you know that they love the arts and that they're a natural, then 
all they need is to come in to a tribe, a space, a safe space. That's right. Being nurtured. And that's absolutely great and and acceptable and actually awesome that they Mm -hmm. come in. Because when you let your light shine, you're giving permission for the others to Uh, come, right? Okay. When the kids (laughs) come in and they have that light already shining on them, I love them being around the kids that are not there yet. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, it's it encourages and inspires. Absolutely. Right. So it's yeah. like I put them together and Good. you should see what happens. It's 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 magical. My kids all love each other. They support each other. Anywhere I go, I create tribe. I create safe spaces. I believe that positivity wins. Yes. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, I, I remind people it's already written. Mm-hmm. We win. We win. Mm-hmm. Don't get discouraged mm-hmm. about what's going on around you and what you see, what you hear. It is already written. We win. Love wins. Positivity All the time. wins. All the time. And mm-hmm. so, yes, my 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 work with kids is really the heart of what I do. And, and, and they keep me young. Yeah, of course. They keep me young and feeling sexy, girl. What? They you you still and look like I'm Josie. Young, I think I'm cool. still funny. You still look like her. I remember when you were leaving to go to New York. I, I want to say how crazy, but um, I don't know why Lyris Cross is coming in my head. But somebody uh-huh. told me you were moving and I was like, that's it. That's all she needs is to go out to L.A. and it's a wrap for her. Yeah, because then, yeah. you know, other people, other casting directors, Robbie Reed knew you like, the, you, you know, there were people who had already knew you. Yeah, and, but you know, it was tough. It was tough yeah. because I didn't know me. Mm. I mm. really didn't, Tracy. I wow. really didn't. I was, I was making my way. I was. You know, sort of. But you have the confidence. I, but you, you know, but when you listen, talk about that, that's what you like. Have. I had the confidence. Okay, it, it looks like. like I had the confidence. Okay. okay. I, I really didn't. You know, it's survival of the fittest, right? So yeah. when where I came from, you couldn't show signs of weakness. You could right. show that you didn't have your stuff together. You'd be eaten yeah. alive. I'm talking exactly jungle. Exactly. So I learned how to survive these streets, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it wasn't based from, from confidence. Do you feel right. me? Right. right. And, and the right. truth of the matter is, Tracy, is that we really don't get to know who we really are until we're older. That's right. We have to be honest That's about this thing here. That's we're, the truth. We're having an honest conversation. Ain't nobody really know who they are at 20, 30. No. I'm, I'm just freaking figuring it out. No, and you're supposed to because, you know, back in the BC days, they went to school for 30 years before they started their lives 100%. because there was so much to learn. And Absolutely. so, you know, I feel like, the 20s is to figure it out and the 30s to figure it out. It's 40 is when you give yourself permission Absolutely. to I say mean, no. If we're, if, we're, if we're being honest and I don't yes. know how to be any other way, I no. feel like in my time here, I want to talk as honestly as possible. I truly right. want to bless somebody through, through my story. And I'm going to tell you right now, we, we, we're all just we're all just learning each other. So That's at right. 20 is when, at around 20 is when we're allowed to kind of go off on our own and, and we're, um, what do you call it? Adults, right? But Allegedly, yes. At 20, we're just <laughs> like, oh shoot, what? A car payment, a car? No, right. We're just figuring it out. At 20, yeah. we're really one years old. Yeah. 
Okay. I we're, agree. We're, we're new to this whole I world agree. I came to adults. New York at 21. And I think now about so many things that I did not know that my parents didn't, you know, they didn't teach me. They didn't enlighten me to. I literally grew because up our parents here. didn't know, Tracy. Yeah, that's think true. Think about all that we've been through as black and brown people. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. we talk about PTSD. We, we're, yeah. we're all just traumatized. To, we're all traumatized trying to get, you know, trying to figure out. And now we're. Finally, we went through the 60s where we were feeling empowered and starting to own who we were, right? And then Mm -hmm. all of that, and those were our parents, and we were just born into it. And now we're kind of going through our 60s in a sense, right? Yeah. We're getting back our power and, you know, we're getting back to loving and respecting who we are. We're all just figuring this thing out. And I, yeah. you know, I know there are some people who come off so confident and so together and God bless them. But I, I feel like if we were to be honest, we're, we're all, we're all just doing our best to figure out this thing called life, to figure out who we are. And I, and I put all of that in my work. I put, I put all of that in, in the way that I teach. We are all imperfect. Human I think that that's a, a beautiful way to present yourself to children, to actors and, and not having all the answers and knowing it's like, I, I kind of feel like you feel the same way. I feel that I'm the teacher, but I'm also the student as well, because like you said, you're always growing because I, I, I have this like feeling that Mario is going to hit five minutes, any minute. And I'm like trying to cram, but I do want to extend another invitation to you because I do want to be more specific in terms of training and also your transition. I think that that's so inspiring and and exciting at the same time, because I feel like I want to see what you're going to do. I don't know what she's going to do. But that's the thing. I have this show, right? Um, For 18 years, I created the show, edited version called Inside the Black Box. And we just shot it October 14th through the 18th, co-hosting with Emmy Award winning Joe Morton. And we talked about, this is the show I want you to come on. Look, he just said I have six minutes. I want you to come on the show because this is a platform to hear your voice. We're not selling anything. This isn't a junket. This is you being you and talking. And because a lot of times when people don't know our stories, they don't know our history. They don't know our journeys. And we are still lacking green light positions, same budgets, coming to the same playing field in general. And this is what we're talking about. Joe talks about, you know, in the seventies when he auditioned for a history teacher and they said, well, they didn't even let them audition because they said nobody would believe that you would be a history teacher. So this is the platform that, and this was 18 years in the making, Josie, 18 years. So um, oh my God, thank you. I I can't wait until you come on that because I'm definitely extending invitations. Thank you. I want to give all this to you. What are like, you know, your highlight um, list that actors um, need to be prepared or things that they need to know? What what are those jewels that you want to give them? I think, it, you know, just for, because we just have a limited of time, I think I would love for actors to take away that the first thing that you need to do is that you need to be spiritually grounded. Okay. That's, that's it. Period. That's where it starts. You, you talk about studying the craft and wanting to be an actor and where do you start? You start with 
getting spiritually grounded, whatever that means to you, that is so important to the actor because this is a tough business and it will crush your spirit and it will have you fall back and regress and and be actually behind. Because if you are not spiritually Mm. grounded and you don't understand who you are and whose you are and there's no... Mm. There's no there's no source that you that you rely on, that you depend on to keep you strong and keep you focused. Then this is a dangerous business to get into. It is. It's very dangerous. It's very tricky. So for me, um, that's why I love it. I love that you call this the spirited actor. You know, my whole thing is saying we are spiritually journeying artists. So yes. for me, the first step for the actor is to get to your spiritual source. OK, mm-hmm. make sure you are anchored that you got it, that you're strong, that you're grounded in that thing. And then let's start. Then the next thing would be to study. You have to study. You know, my acting academy for my adults is called Respect for Acting. Acting. Right? So you've got to respect the craft. Yes. Okay? And to respect the craft means to to study. (laughs) To study. And God's word says study to show thyself. That's right. Okay, right. too much, too much is given, much is required. You've got to know this. You've got to know this thing. There is a method to the madness. So study, 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 study. So Josie, how can people reach you? How can you please give us information on getting in touch with you for um, coaching, for consulting? She also does consulting, you guys, self-tape mm-hmm. consulting, and also just in terms of being an actor as well. Yeah. So um, they can reach me by going to respectforactingacademy.com. I've got this really cool website that you can even yeah, it is. on video and talk to me and now video I love it. and talk back to you. Or you can reach me at info at respectforactingacademy.com. And that's spelled out F-O-R. So Respect for Acting Academy, info at respectforactingacademy.com. I definitely do consulting. I also offer self-tape feedback if you want to do a self-tape. Um, and before you send it in, if you want to do get some feedback from me, I'll email you feedback. Or if you want to meet for a session, I just recently started doing 30-minute sessions. I was only about oh. 45 minutes to an hour sessions, but okay. I did started to include 30 minute sessions. I might even do 15 minute sessions, by the way. Wow. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes actors just need to kind of jump off and get that kind of quick, like, what do you think? And get that quick feedback and then kind of keep it moving. Um, One of my actors recently did that. And sure enough, he booked, you know, we had literally 15 minutes together and he booked, I got him, I got him straight and headed in the right direction. And he booked that gig. So um, I offer classes and our classes are phenomenal. The actors that come in there. I mean, we are really a tribe. The actors never have to worry about needing to pay for self-tape services or anything. The actors are all there for each other. They love each other. They check up on each other. It's really, truly a tribe. So so for the kids, um, they can also access me through respectforactingacademy.com or they can go to kidswayactingacademy.com. Right now I have my book that I'm a Published author. Can you see it? It's called Dropped In. That is my actual method. It's my method that I've officially coined, the dropped in method. Um, wow. And it is available on Amazon.com. Okay. okay. And what I love about the book is that it's it's a journal notebook. So it's quotes from some of my favorite actors, casting directors, filmmakers, 
in the business. They personally send me these quotes for this book. So it's super, super special to me. But inside the book, it's also the actor's oath. Okay. And Mm. the the actors can sign about the process and understanding that they are imperfect as human beings. And so it makes no sense to, you know, be stuck in in being perfect, which is um, some actors are, artists are, right? We want to, we want to so perfect, which, which is, which contradicts who we are as human beings. Who we really are. Yeah. Right. We're all. Well, we're going to support. I'm telling you, we're supporting you on all platforms, all of them. Okay. And we definitely are going to talk about the book as well. Um, Josie is going to stay with us, you guys, because we're getting ready to do class and sessions. So stick with us on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and we're getting ready to do class and sessions. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and sociopolitical factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and you are still blessed. We still have Josie Harris Thacker here with us, and we're going to go into class in session. And so we have our Spirit Actor alumni with us today, Eric McKay, Spirit Actor alumni OG. What's happening, Eric? I'm good. How are you? How are you all? Oh, we are good. We are very happy to be here. Very yes, blessed. Too. Me too. 
Thank you, man. And another Spirit Actor alumni, OG, Miles Marable. Hi, Miles. Hello. How you doing? How you doing? We are excellent. So we're going to get started. So how this works, Josie, is Elsa is going to read the narrative and the actors are going to perform for you. After the scene is over, whatever feedback jewels you want to give them, it's up to you. And also want to shout out Leon Amato, who is our Spirit Actor alumni who wrote the scene and she's awesome. our writer in residence. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So I am going to throw it to you, Elsa, on action. The Small Places, written by Leon Amato. Exterior, corner of 34th Street and 8th Avenue, New York City, day. 7.32 a.m. and the streets are bustling on this weekday morning. Chuck, in his crisp blue tailored suit, pays for his coffees and buttered roll at the halal cart. He walks over to the homeless man leaned up against the CVS wall and hands him his breakfast. The fellas clap their coffees and take a swig. What's on your mind, big guy? Just some words with Jackie's morning. Oh, so the wife is mad at you. This is the first real emotion I've seen on your face since we met. <laughs> it's the same stuff she's always saying, but this time she mentioned leaving for a bit. Well, if she's saying the same thing, why don't you just listen and adjust? <laughs> Chuck laughs to himself when he realizes what's going on here. Look, no disrespect, my man, but what do you know about a woman? Shoot, more than you, I kept my wife happy. My pretty little thing was always smiling. <laughs> Oh, wow. You were married? Happily. Her passing is how I wound up up here. Never came back from it the same. I miss her more than anything worth fighting for out here. Man, don't you get caught up in all this outside and miss out what's really important in life. I'm, I'm sorry about your loss, man. Don't be. Just fix your own. End of the day, all this hustle and what seems to be going on winds up meaning nothing. It's what matters to us on the inside that fills the man. Don't take yours for granted. Second chances aren't always there. So listen to that woman while you can. Thank you. I hear you. I now, leave me five hours for lunch before you go. <laughs> you know, you're gonna, you're never gonna get advice like this free anywhere. Chuck shakes his head, but reaches in his pocket. The hustle. <laughs> you see? <clears throat> what I just gave you will save your life. Well, I do to still have mine. Chuck hears him, gives him the five, and salutes him goodbye. Same time tomorrow? Where else would I be? <laughs> they both laugh, and Chuck is on his way, different than how he started. See.
Wow. All right. All right, fellas, I'm going to throw it to you, Josie. It's on you. <laughs> okay, so wait a minute. Is this a cold read? Have the actors been given this before? Is this their first time seeing this? What's the what's the history here? Thank you for asking. So they get the scene the day of. We like to give them a cold read because um, it's also the process and we want you to experience the process. So yes, they get it the day of the reading. I mean, okay. of the podcast. Okay, so they've had it how many hours, guys? How many uh, hours, how many hours Elsa? Well, I, um, I, work, I work an overnight job, so what that? <laughs> uh, they've had it for a couple. They've had it for a couple hours. So a couple before, hours before we started. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, good. I mean, you know, um, when you're when we're talking about cold read, there's a lot that can be forgiven, obviously, right? But I think what I would say to let me start with Eric first, and then I'll go over to Miles. Eric, so do you, what did you relate to in this piece the most? Like when you read it, what was your go-to? What were your thoughts? Like what, what did you feel like, okay, there's one thing I want to make sure I get, I I'm clear about in the scene. What, what would that have been for you as this character? Well, truth on the cloth. I've been homeless at 34th street, 8th Avenue, Penn station. Wow. So I could relate. Okay. So you related to it right away. Yeah. Okay. So my note for you is going to be, I didn't see Eric. I saw an actor acting it. And and one of the things that I want to tell you is that Eric is enough. Eric Mm -hmm. is freaking fly. Eric is dope. You know, Eric is so interesting. Eric has good energy. Eric is a good guy. That's what you get when you meet Eric. And that's what I want to see because this is a nice guy giving some really, really good words of encouragement and some great words of advice to this person. And so I wanted to see you. I I felt like I was seeing Eric sort of act this preconceived notion he had about what this scene was about to him. And, And he went about it. So it was nice work because you've got a nice instrument in you, Eric, right? You've already shown and proven that. And so you have, you, you did some nice work for, for cold read, but we've got nice actors doing nice work all day. Mm-hmm. Right. We need you to be separated from right. the pack of nice, good, solid actors. The way I teach Eric, it's all about character acting. It's all about who are you? Okay. So this is a big deal for me. Uh, it's a very big deal, Eric. My whole thing is that, to me, it's a spiritual thing. So it's a slap in God's face when you do not bring you to the table because you're in essence saying that you're not enough, that your experiences and the life and the journeys that you've taken good, bad, ugly, stank, you know, wonderful, amazing experiences that Excellent. you've had aren't enough to bring into your craft and into your work as an actor. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they are. They are. That's what's going to make you special. And that's what's going to make you stand apart from everybody else, because there is no one like Eric, period, in the world. So I want to see Eric. I want to see Eric. And I didn't see you because guess what? You were working on making the words work and the words Mm -hmm. are here to work for you. Okay. Mm Okay, so it's about dropping in and connecting. So this guy, Eric, is you. It's you. 
So all you got to do is talk to him like you. If we could do this, uh, do we? Do they get a chance to do this over again, Tracy? Or they no? don't get a chance to do oh. it over again. But they can. But what I can do is I can save them for next time when you come on, and they can do the scene, and you can see the. I improvement. would love that. I would so we're going to do that. Well, that'd be cool. They can I take wanna, your notes. I would cool. love that because Eric. Okay. This is this would this is a great role for you. I would one hundred percent cast you in this role. Okay, so so in terms of the material, it is the right type for you. So I would want to just see you relax and be Eric. This is Eric talking to someone that you love and you being like a big brother or a, a father figure to him. And you're just coming in to give advice. That's who you are, Eric. You don't have to act that. You just got to mm-hmm. be that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. Okay? Thank you. Absolutely. Great job, though, sweetheart. Um, Miles, um, I don't know you, I don't know you, but just my few seconds of you know being with you, you know how they say first impressions are lasting impressions. So yeah. just I can tell you're just a really nice guy. I feel like you're approachable, you're easy to talk to, easy to work with. You you probably are like the kind of guy that's a total team player down for whatever, down to look out, the person somebody can call and guess who's gonna be there? Miles. Am I right? Yes, yes, you are. Yes, you right? are. And so I, I really liked your essence. I felt like I saw your essence in this piece. I felt like you were respectable. And so I felt like also you were, you know, this was a good role for you as well. I just saw you, I saw you acting it as well in that, like you were showing me that you were thinking, you know, you were showing me that you were thinking about like what he was saying, as opposed to just being present and having a conversation, just like you're listening to me now. You're listening to me now. You're not like showing me and indicating to me that you're listening. That's like actor behavior, mm-hmm. right? I want you to get away from feeling like you're you're having to do things to show that you're acting. Acting is actually the opposite, Okay. You, when you're talking to him, you could be talking to him just like you're talking to me right now. Very relaxed. Acting is listening and engaging, right? Listening and engaging. And that's it. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to indicate. Okay. So that would be the first thing I I really um, wanted you to trust and, you know, to just have a conversation with him. Trust Trust that you would know what you were going to say and how you would say you have a relationship with him. You've seen him. This is a normal thing that you guys do. You meet every morning at, or, you know, maybe once a week or whenever you come to this store, it, the writing says, suggests that, that you guys know each other. You say at the end, okay, I'll see you next week. So we know that these two men have a relationship. So I want to see that you have a relationship with him. I want you to, you know, feel comfortable when you see him. Maybe you even went there purposely because today you needed to hear a, a word from the wise, oh man. Okay. I'm not calling you old, Eric, but you know. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so one of the things that I loved about Rick is that he would always say, be more, do less. Okay. So it's so much about trusting yourself, trusting that you understand your relationship with this man and, and just being, and being in his presence, being there, listening and, and, and reacting based on, you know, the relationship. And that relationship is one that you trust, you trust him, even though you don't, you may not know him that way. We don't know what the history is, but you trust him in that you go and you, and you go to him for advice. All right. So uh, relaxing more into it is what I would say. 
All right. And I'm going to say one well, last thing. Do we have yes. time? One last yes. thing. Remember, and this is for both of you, that every scene is always about you first. And then the second thing is about is your relationship to the person or persons in the scene. So that's what we want to see ultimately, Eric and Miles. We're invested in the relationship between these two people. And that's what we want to see. We, we want to see how you relate to each other. So if you're supposed to know each other, then I want to feel like you know each other. And that's technique. So you have to dig in and say, who is he to me? Miles, you would ask yourself, who is he to me? Right? Like, what does this relationship remind me of? Oh, this is like a father figure. So maybe you use your father if your father was a father figure to you. Um. That's it? Okay, so you 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 make sure Oof. that you drop into that relationship. All right, so really great job. Oh my God, thank you, thank wow. you very much. Thank yeah. you, thank everybody. You. Please, thank Josie, you. Harris, Thacker, Ralph, Josie. Thank you to you. Their homework assignment. Their yes. homework assignment is to do the homework on the scene and present it to you and and, and have a stellar performance. That's, That's what right. your homework is. Oh, they're going to kill it. Is. They're going to kill and it. I, I can't wait. I can't you wait. are so gracious and so giving, and we are so accepting and just feel incredibly blessed to have you right. on the show and, and to just be reconnected with you again. <laughs> That's awesome. I am, thank you, Elsa. I am just grateful to the spirit. Thank you you are such a blessing and you oh, walk in yes. truth and honesty and love. You yes. are embodied with mm -hmm. love and light. I'm just yes. so glad that you're out there and I'm so glad that people are under your care. Thank I, you. I'm grateful for that. So much, I'm, grateful. I'm grateful for you too, Tracy. <sighs> so happy to be reconnected. You have no idea. Me too. I, I just feel so good. Oh, this is awesome. This is so awesome. Oh my God. Thank you. And we're going to pump up your book. We're going to pump up everything. So I can't wait until everyone hears this interview next Tuesday. But once again, I will reach out. We're going to get you back on the show so we can do part two, ladies and gentlemen. So give it up again. <laughs> and we'll be back with the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and I'll give you love. And now it's time to give love. I directed some Nickelodeon spots in 2014. I was awarded the job after submitting some concepts to Nickelodeon. And prior to me getting the job, I went to a preschool because these commercial spots, the demographics were three to five in terms of the children, Nick Jr., and, you know, I talked to some of my producer friends and director friends to get advice and guidance. And one of my friends was a very successful director. And he said to me, you know, Tracy, a lot of my friends are submitting for this and they have credits. They have TV credits, they have film credits, but you don't have any film and TV credits. So it's going to be very difficult for you to even be considered for this job <sighs> on your journey. There are a lot of people who are discouraging. I have this theory that the reason why people are quote unquote haters is because you remind them that they are not pursuing their dreams because you are. And at that moment, I decided to not listen to the noise of that director, but trust my inner voice and trust my heart and trust the spirit that I was just as capable of getting this job as anybody else. Well, cut two. 
when the jobs were awarded, they were awarded to two female directors, myself and another fellow director. Never let the noise distract you from the truth of who you are and what your purpose is. No one can stop you from that. Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe the Legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited podcast. Thank you. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.